guys. Good morning. You're listening to Scary Stories from Camp Roanoke. This is a podcast where we tell each other true scary stories. My name is Katie Wiggins. I'm Morgan Driscoll. And today Morgan is doing just that. So you have the floor. Yeah. Um, just a warning to everyone. I think I'm getting sick. So my voice might sound like it. So enjoy that. I feel like everybody is getting sick and everybody's getting rain. And they're related. So everyone stay dry and not sick. I don't know that they are related. Isn't that kind of a medieval? Well, like my my allergies get bad. Yes, that makes sense. But people have been getting the flu, I feel like. And that's probably not actually related. (laughs) (laughs) But my allergies are definitely related. Um, Okay, that's fair. That's not medieval. (laughs) Let's get medieval. So I decided to watch Ghostly Encounters again Mm -hmm. to see if I enjoyed it and it was a fluke or if I actually really enjoy it. And I thoroughly enjoy it. I really do. So I recommend it to everyone. Um, The segues are delightful. The commentary is um, poetry. I'd say it's poetry. He he stretches a lot on what he's trying to say, but it's thoroughly enjoyable. Ghostly Encounters. This is the one where it was ghosts in the workplace that we did a couple... Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They've got a host who they cut to him in this empty, like, warehouse, and he comments on what the people just said, and he tries to make it philosophical and um, a lot more poetic than what they were actually saying. And I enjoy it very much. (laughs) All right. So this is the story of Sophie Farrell. Her dad bought a house in 1981. She was like 14 or 15 when he bought it. And she always thought it was a scary house. The outside looked very scary. Very old. I think she didn't really focus on what the outside looked like. But it scared her as a child. She would go there every other weekend with her sister, who was probably like 11 or 10. And her dad was really slowly renovating the house. So every time they came over, he'd be doing something to improve the house. She always remembers a loud ticking noise from the clock when she would try to go to sleep. And she always remembers experiencing stuff after they went to bed. And she was always terrified at night. So... Her and her sister shared one room. They slept in one bed together. So Sophie says at night that you can always feel someone stroking your hair. Or she can feel someone stroking her hair when she's asleep. Ugh. Um, Which I think maybe is incredibly, maybe the most concerning thing that could happen in bed as a child. Um, That's not the most concerning thing. <laughs> but it's... But it's Highly like, concerning. <laughs> um, she would feel someone, the pressure of someone sit in the bed. Um, her and her sister both slept in the same bed, and they would compare notes <laughs> to make sure that these things were actually happening to them, and they weren't. They didn't want to feel like they were going crazy, and they both felt the exact same thing every night. Oh, this night I felt my hair getting stroked, and the blankets were pulled up on me. And they'd relate. That happened a lot. Like a very paternal pulling the blankets up so they could feel comfortable and go to bed. Oh, like being tucked in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, 
She said at first she was scared of it, um, but then she realized that wasn't really a bad feeling. Something was there, but it wasn't trying to hurt them. It felt very paternal, with the tucking them in, kind of stroking their hair. Mm. Um, the house has a... The house is really old. It was owned by an attorney in 1875, Elijah Taylor. Mm-hmm. And the history they know on this man was that he was wonderful, very, very <laughs> tall. <laughs> which I don't know how you would... Um, he was wonderful, very, very tall, and had a white beard. Oh. The the actor that played him felt very Amish. Very Santa Claus <laughs> Amish. <laughs> Ooh. That Which does I love. sound I wonderful. Don't, I don't know where this house is. I have no clue where this house is. They didn't Mm-mm. pin it Mm-mm. down in space anywhere? No. no, they did not feel the need. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a Canadian show. Okay, then even if, even if they had said where it was, I wouldn't. It, it wouldn't mean anything <laughs> to us. So, this attorney used to live there, and he was really well-liked by everyone in the neighborhood. Apparently, the story goes that when um, he was walking down the street and children saw him, they would run out of their homes or wherever they were if they <laughs> saw him and join him in the street and start walking with him. Oh, my God. Which I feel like is a weird thing to record as something that would happen. Why would really they know unusual, that? Though. Why would they care about that? <laughs> Like, I would definitely they, put that down in my diary if yeah. I was like, the strangest thing happened Tall- today as I went out to collect my milk. I saw Elijah in the street <laughs> holding hands with no less than 20 children. <laughs> I didn't look for one moment before two more joined him on their morning walk. That would be terrifying. That man is wonderful, very tall, and has a white beard. That's how I'll remember him. <laughs> Skinny Santa. Maybe that's why they liked him. One night, Sophie and her sister are in bed sleeping, and they're looking, she's looking out, Sophie's looking out the window, and it's a really large window, there's two pieces of furniture on either side, so there's some shadows being cast, and she has white sheer curtains. And the way the moon's kind of shining in, she thinks, maybe the furniture's casting some weird reflection on the window and the the curtains. She's trying to figure out what she's looking at. And then she suddenly look, thinks to look where, if a person were standing, their eyes would be, and she sees the eyes. So she- That's such a weird way to phrase that, but okay. <laughs> so she, she thought maybe she was just seeing things, but there's definitely someone looking in her window from the outside. Ugh. And just staring. Ugh. And she says she stared at him for what felt like forever- she looked away, kind of glanced at the clock, would look back, and the eyes were still there. Ugh. And she said the eyes were there for a full 15 minutes. Which feels like a long time for a ghost activity like that. It does. It feels unnecessary. Yeah. I don't know that 15 <laughs> minutes would be more effective than five. <laughs> or 30 seconds. So the next morning, Hmm. Sophie's at the breakfast table with their sister, and for some reason she thought it'd be kind of joking and funny to say, guess who I saw last night? Ha ha, guess who I saw? And her sister started tearing up and said, Elijah Taylor? (laughs) 
What the fuck? So her sister also saw him staring at them last night. Wait, how did how did they know that it was Elijah Taylor specifically? So he had you could see like a white beard. No, but how did they know who Elijah Taylor I was? I guess their dad had filled them in on the backstory because he was so into the renovations oh. and preserving the house. I think he must have filled them in on the history. Okay, okay. I think they just seemed to know okay. Elijah. Um they said um they both saw him peeking. They both saw him for like 10-15 minutes. What the fuck? But they both agreed that it didn't feel harmful or scary and they weren't afraid. But they saw the eyes staring in their bedroom and I would <gasps> I would definitely be afraid. I do not care. So one night their father had a party and the kids were in bed. Which I already don't like because he has them every other weekend. He could have had it the next weekend. (laughs) Wow, that's a good point. So they were in their bedroom, doors closed. And they said, you know, when when our dad would have a party, people just tend to walk around and try and see what's in the house. Open doors, see what's in rooms. It's normal. What? Are all his friends home inspectors? (laughs) It's like the episode of The Office whenever they have the party and... Dwight goes and he like home inspects the entire home. He's like in the rocking this, chair. It's like these banisters original and he's in the kids room and he's like is this mahogany? He's like I don't know. He's like well you've got some termite damage but overall great party. <laughs> I love that. Well those so, are all these friends. Yeah oh for sure. And it's it's horrible for the children because these people are opening doors and closing doors and stumbling around the house while they're just two young women tra- like hiding in their bedroom trying not to let people in so yeah that sounds weird so some i wouldn't my parents never had mine parties. either i can't relate to this no <laughs> <laughs> but um someone tried to open their door which I can relate to the fear. Well, I can't relate, but I can I can empathize <laughs> with the fear of... I can relate to the fear. I can relate to the fear in general. Um, they're in their pajamas. They're young ladies. Someone's trying to get in their bedroom. It's scary. And they said that something in that room kept their door closed. That the person opened the door a little bit and it slammed shut and they were fighting with the door and then gave up. What the fuck? Why would they fight with the door? They're probably just drunk and <laughs> like, you want to go? You want to go to the bathroom? <laughs> Get damn it! Let me like. Why do you so desperate oh, to probably. see the fucking upstairs bedroom? Yeah, I don't know what kind Mom, of parties. Go back downstairs and have a cheese straw. <laughs> I also don't know what kind of parties her dad is having. Are they all getting trashed? Is it a dinner party? We literally, we have no context. No context. For where this is. Nope. (laughs) I know that her dad. We know that it's the 80s and that's Mm -hmm. the only context we have. We don't know what type of people these are. I know that her dad was having a hard time emotionally and maybe with other things before they moved into the house. Okay. That's still. (laughs) That's just dad's. 
generally. He's a father. We don't know if they're beatniks. We don't Ooh. know if they're hippies. We don't know if they're Taoists. Like, we have no idea what the general vibe of such nothing. a party might be. Nothing. Um, but the door for- forced itself closed. They said it was like a fatherly or grandfatherly feeling. <laughs> it was a fatherly door slam. <laughs> They heard a distant throat clearing. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So they felt good about that. I don't know if they ever brought it up with their father. I don't know if they ever told their father about any of the things that were going on in the house. They did mention that their father took a lot of pride and time in fixing this house up. Mm -hmm. And at one point, even, their father went to visit the grave of Elijah Taylor Mm-hmm. And he talked with them saying, you know, I really want to fix this house. I want to repair every room. I want to restore it to its former glory. I need to get some funding together. So I really appreciate your support in this. If you'd like to support me, so on and so on. Funding. Yeah, I guess it's... A Can you get funding for such a personal endeavor? I think if it's a historical landmark kind of house, you might be But is to. it a historical landmark technically? Must because be. if not, you got funded. Then that's or just maybe it was just somebody. alone. Maybe you just want him alone. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I've got funding for my historical project. It's like from who? Um, the Society Bank of America. <laughs> Chase. Um, oh, Chase. <laughs> Very prestigious. So her father um, obviously knew the background of this house. He knew about Elijah. He visited his grave. There was another little bit of history that I don't think he filled the daughters on till later. Um, I think he probably got the house for a really good deal because it was falling apart and because there was a death in the house. Mm. Well, if it's a super old house, that's basically a given. Very true. That's very true. But this was um not an ideal, not a not a casual, not a casual death, not a casual death. Oh no. Um. A woman and her husband used to live in the house. Her husband went off to war. She took on a boyfriend. Mm -hmm. Was living with the boyfriend. The husband came back from war. Do we have have any idea what what war this is? Can we play this in time (laughs) at all? No, we can't. Cool. Do we know if it's in... I feel like the 50s. Okay. Okay. But also, I don't know. <laughs> Was Canada involved in Korea? I don't know. Oh. I don't know. Yeah, it could be Canada-specific wars. <laughs> I wouldn't have any clue. The Canada v. North Pole of... altercation of 1956. I saw not. <laughs> <laughs> huh. Yeah, they gave me no context. The war. But okay. The war. <laughs> Maybe they. Maybe it was literally like World War Two, like the Great War. It might have been. It might have been. Um, the reenactment felt. I mean, they didn't even show people; they just showed legs. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Uh, the actors were all busy that day, so the husband returned from the war to find his wife with another man. The North Pole conflict. North Pole conflict. He was from the North Pole. 
and the woman and her boyfriend. Oh, that must have been a complex marriage. <laughs> if she was Canadian and he was from the North Pole. There's a lot of tension there. A lot of tension. A lot of cold, icy tension. So the woman and her boyfriend murdered the husband when he came home. Oh! <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> I thought it was going to go the other yeah. way around. Yeah. No. No. Um, they killed him. And they went downstairs to the basement, unlocked the meat locker, and hung him in there. <laughs> she thought that she could lock the room, hide the key, and just say that he died in the war, and no one would know. But the police eventually came, went to the meat locker, and physically removed the door. Because, you know, doors aren't permanent. You can get through a door. So, they found his body. So, at one point, the dad is cleaning out this coal chute. I don't know much about coal chutes either. (laughs) He said it, it goes to the outside, and it was like a video of an actor sweeping coal off of a floor. Mm-hmm. I can't relate. Sorry. <laughs> and he coal? found coal. Burns, do people burn coal in their homes? I don't know. I don't think I so. No, if anyone can clarify which war and why coal shoots, <laughs> that'd be fantastic. But like coal, coal. in your home, yeah. Like that and would it's... be like black billowing smoke coming out yeah. of your whatever the shoot and it just dumps straight into your like on the floor in your house i don't (laughs) i I really okay so people definitely used to burn coal that's definitely true yeah but in their homes but i don't yes for what i'm pretty sure for heat and food heat as a heat source. It definitely has happened. Not their recently, grills. I don't think. What? For their grills. <laughs> yeah, I mean, maybe. Yeah. Maybe like an indoor. I'll be the first to admit, I'm not like very well versed in heat sources. Me either. I won't pretend to know. Damn so it, this podcast exposing our ignorance <laughs> again. So he's sweeping this mess and... He finds a really old key. And he's like, oh, that's pretty cool. He goes to bed, jumps up in the middle of the night, and says, I know what that key is for. So he runs downstairs to the meat locker and unlocks it. He didn't find anything. It was obviously cleaned out and empty. But it had been locked for a long time. It seemed Wait, like. so the police removed the door and then reaffixed it? Locked? I think After so. they cleaned it? I think they reaffixed it and then maybe whoever got the house locked it and was like, don't want to see this room. Because okay. they'd have to, like, restore the house to the way they found it, I feel like. It'd only be nice. So, the only other thing in the basement that they mentioned, I feel like there's a game room, the meat locker, and the laundry room. So people have to go in the basement regularly to do laundry. And ever since he found that key and opened that door, activity started happening in the basement. 
and it felt very aggressive, unlike mm-hmm. Elijah Taylor. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sophie said she hated going down there to do clothes. It felt creepy. It felt weird, aggressive, nothing like her bedroom. Um, she said that the washing machine lid would regularly slam down Oof. on her that's mid-arm. That's an awful sound. Oh, yeah. Oh, and that's an awful feeling. Mid-arm. And she would constantly have bruises all over her arms. And when she started mentioning this ghost, she started using a lot of humor to cover up stuff like this. Like, she'd make a lot of jokes. Like, um, it was hard going to school and being covered in bruises and people asking what happened and saying, oh, there's just a ghost in my basement that doesn't want me to do laundry. And she'd say, well, if he's gonna take up space in my basement, he might as well do some laundry while he's there. Like, she was highly trying to use coping mechanisms because I feel like it <laughs> definitely freaked her out. And the- I see you coping. <laughs> and, the- and the host read her for filth. He was like, even though she's trying to make light of the situation, it was definitely horrifying. <laughs> her bad jokes can't cover up. <laughs> wow. It's pretty aggressive. It's like, be vulnerable on television or we will fucking find you. Yeah. So it's starting to be aggressive. She refuses to go in the basement alone. Every People have to come with her to do laundry now. She doesn't compare notes with her sister that she mentions. I'm sure... She said everybody has experiences in the basement, and they're all terrifying. Um, she mentioned that there was a person who would always help her dad do renovations to the house, and this guy would always somehow leave smiley faces on the mirror. I don't know with what or how. <laughs> that was not explained maybe cold this whole thing is just so odd it's just like floating (laughs) contextless yeah in time and space odd and this person sophie she's she's so odd too she's wearing she was wearing like a kimono kind of blazer i felt like she was on tour (laughs) it was it's so hard to explain i felt like she was on tour those are totally (laughs) opposite clothing items (laughs) she brought them together so this man somehow leaves mirror messages little smiley faces probably just with his finger just like in the dust or whatever yeah probably in the dust um yes sophie if her and her sister were mad at him she said no why he said it's you mean you wrote something strange back on the mirror come and see So they go to the mirror. It says, he be dead. Huh. Feels like there's a pirate here. (laughs) (laughs) E.R. He be dead. He be dead. (laughs) Who you're looking for. But can you imagine always leaving smiley faces for some kids and them thinking they wrote that back to you? (laughs) Children are terrifying. And uneducated, based on that subject-verb agreement. Hmm. See? (laughs) (laughs) So, Sophie's worst experience in the basement was one day she was doing laundry, alone. She heard the buzzing of a light bulb like it's about to go out. All the lights cut out. And she feels like someone's arms, like someone's standing behind her. And they wrap their arms around her, like a behind hug, and they will not let go. 
And she is, she's flailing. She threw the basket down. She's trying to get out and they will not let go. And then she finally gets free and runs away. You step on the foot. Arms go up. Elbow to the groin. Elbow to the face. (laughs) I know how to get out of that hold. But does it work on a ghost? Find the foot. (laughs) Everybody's got a foot. Maybe. Find the foot. (laughs) Step on the foot. Arms go up. Elbow to the groin. Elbow to the face. (laughs) Escape your, your assailant. Do it. Just do it. She... So she was horrified after that. It's interesting the conflicting energies that are on each floor of the house. Mm-hmm. She said like that... a malformed cake. <laughs> Indeed. A malformed cake. She says she saw Elijah Taylor only one more time. That one day she was outside pulling weeds in the house, outside the house. And she saw Elijah Taylor standing in her bedroom. Staring out at them. Like, instead of looking in, he was looking out. No, But he, she wasn't afraid. She, um, felt like he was looking approvingly. He was happy that they were taking care of the home. Mm -hmm. She felt like he was kind of proud. They... It is raining so hard. Oh my goodness. I love that. Oh. All the little leaves are rustling. Oh. (laughs) Um... She says that she thinks that everyone in the house is happier after a while, that her dad came into the house being in a bad state, but he's kind of taken on the house as a project and become a better person. She feels like Elijah has become... (laughs) She thinks that Elijah is happier because he's seeing that someone's taking care of the house, since it's Mm. obviously shuffled through a lot of people over the years. And not just being murdered in it. Yeah. And I think after the years, the entity in the basement kind of calmed down. I think it was assumed that it was the man who was murdered in the house. And then he kind of, you can only be mad about it for so long. (laughs) I feel like the people you should be mad at aren't around anymore. So it's kind of hard to stay mad for some people. So I think that... It's hard to stay mad. What are you talking about? How many episodes have we done where people have stayed mad for hundreds (laughs) of years? I feel like this guy was a little more chill, though. He's Canadian. You know I'd be dead. And since I'd be dead, I guess my work here is done. He's Canadian. (laughs) They're just not grudge holders. I'm thinking maybe that was Elijah. (laughs) Maybe that was kind of (sighs) Amish. There's, he be I dead, don't, don't you know? <laughs> there would be. What? Are there Amish the Canadians? Fuck was that? That was my Amish Canadian. Don't you know? Isn't that Midwestern? Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, Morgan. That's an official citation. <laughs> um. So it seems like there's not as much activity overall in the house. I feel like everything's kind of gotten to a good place mm-hmm. Sophie says she hopes that Elijah is still there but I would hope that he would move on selfish yeah I think it's pretty selfish so yeah that was the story of her house so, so it just went away on its own yeah eventually I guess the father just kind of dealt with it 
Or maybe he, he ever have any experiences? Not that she talked about. I don't know if he would be the kind of guy to talk about that kind of stuff. He seemed like an oddball. <laughs> Oddballs are exactly the kind of guys that would talk about this stuff. <laughs> True. But yeah, I... I wonder if Elijah did anything to keep the negative spirit downstairs and away from the girls. I bet he played a part. He seemed to love children. What I want to know is where this all takes place (laughs) and what war. But also, why would the downstairs spirit... Okay, Okay. you've been murdered Mm -hmm. and you're super angry and frustrated Mm -hmm. of and you're also your wife cheated on you. Yeah, a lot. Like not even a second were you gone and she shacked up. So that's frustrating, I imagine. Fair. But like where is this he's just like a victim of a crime. Like you wouldn't Yeah. But also like that heart can be like you can be super angry about what happened to you mm-hmm. and not be able to distinguish the people around you from the people who did it. But oh, like true. I don't know. I guess I'm just confused about that whole scenario. I would like some clarity. I would love some clarity. Ghostly Encounters, you have my request. Mm -hmm. I'll write a letter. (laughs) To whom it may concern. Why a cold shoot? (laughs) was perusing your story by way of another who was relaying it to me in a most (laughs) amusing fashion. When I stumbled upon a few queries that I hope you can shed light on and fill in. Where the hell are we? Where are we? (laughs) Who am I? What? Who are they? What war? And what are ghosts? (laughs) I feel like the host would most definitely write back. (laughs) All these years later. However many years. When was this show made? I think last time I looked up that, it was early 2000s, but that was very surprising to me because it felt very 90s. Hmm. I'm looking it up right now. Okay. 2011. Oh, no, Grave. Whoa. Grave. That's Grave. Grave Encounters. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> nope. <laughs> I was on Amazon Prime looking up spooky shows. And it was the category of recommended for you. And there were dozens of scary shows. And then one nature documentary slipped in there, but I assumed it would be spooky. So I was reading the description like, where does it get scary? <laughs> this just Ooh. seems like it's about mountains. Um, 2005. Okay. Still um, a lot later than I assumed. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. All right. Well, now there you have it. Ghostly Encounters. If you have a scary story of your own that you would like to tell. Tell it to us Do it. at letters to camp at gmail.com and you could be read on the air. Uh, give us a review and a subscription. Like us on Instagram and Facebook. We'll keep you updated and post really fun art. Mm-hmm. And uh, until next time, have a spooky night. Filled with restless dreams. Of haunted things. Ah. <laughs>